This is um, Paramedic Review, Unit 14, Part 9, Case Number 3. Okay, so this is your dispatch to a campground for a 38-year-old male injured by a power saw. When you arrive, you see him sitting in a lawn chair, leaning forward, holding his right arm that's wrapped in a towel and bleeding profusely. He's pale, cool, diaphoretic, and restless. So primary, you've got an issue with C because you can see blood everywhere. And if you saw if you saw blood here and here, <coughs> how much blood loss? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of one of the presentations from Fanshawe. <laughs> How many of you were, were, in, were at Fanshawe, by the way? Just three of you? That's four of you? That's it? Four? Okay. What's that? Oh, okay. So do you know how much um, blood loss this is then? 1,500. 1,500 mLs, that's right. <laughs> that was a cute little study. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure of the value. I think, uh, you know, the patient's overall clinical presentation of vital signs are probably more informative than estimating the volume of blood loss, external blood loss. But anyway, uh, so what would you like to do with this guy? So just picture this guy sitting in a lawn chair. He's got his arm wrapped in a towel, a lot of blood everywhere. You can see it leaking through his fingers. Paul? Um, have some dressings ready. Just quickly look at what you're doing. Yeah. So grab your dressings. Anything else you want to grab? Tourniquet. Take a look at what you're dealing with uh, and then deal with it. So you unwrap the arm to see it's partially amputated mid forearm. Um, dressings, tourniquet, both. Any thoughts? I do both. You do both, yeah. Yeah, so I'd put a tourniquet on that and uh, put a tourniquet on right away and a dressing on after that or or simultaneously one of you puts a dressing on. This is where um, I can't emphasize this enough. Um, when you've got when you've got a critical patient, um, you know, uh, a patient with an airway problem, patient with a breathing problem, patient who is hemorrhagic, uh, patient who has a markedly decreased level of consciousness, any one of those major things in the primary survey, all hands on deck. That means both of you focused on the patient until something is done and one of you can step back. But I can't tell you the number of times I've worked with medics who, you know, uh, let's say I'm attending and I got a, an airway, breathing, circulatory, neurological problem that I need to deal with and my partner is off getting the stretcher ready or pulling a pulse oximeter out or something like that. Just if there is a, a primary problem issue, all hands on deck until you as the lead paramedic says otherwise. You know, until you say, I got this, can you grab this? Right, all hands on deck. Now, I know some medics who intentionally avoid sick patients and injured patients. 
uh, watch out for those medics because um, they'll disappear. They'll go into the kitchen to look for the meds or they'll go into the bathroom to look for the health card or the bedroom to look for the health card and they're nowhere to be found when you've got a critical patient. Uh, it's not a good experience. Um, so don't be one of those medics and <coughs> if you work with one of those medics don't hesitate to shout and say hey buddy get back here I need you now okay sounds odd but happens I worked with a guy who did this routinely and um, I was warned about him and uh, when I finally worked with him, I had to write him up because we had a chest pain patient and he was just gone the whole call. Like, <laughs> like even when I called him back to the living room, he didn't respond. He was just gone and told me he didn't hear me, but it was a small apartment and the bathroom was like around the corner. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what was he doing? He's hiding. He's hiding. Yeah, yeah, he's hiding. Just fear of calls. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, uh, Vital signs, uh, got a, you've got a, a trauma patient with a problem in the primary survey. Uh, ITLS, PHTLS would suggest no vitals on scene, just tourniquet, dressing, stretcher, move, vital signs in the back of the ambulance. So it's got a heart rate of 136, respiratory rate of 24, SPO2 is 98% on room air. BP is 96 on 62, pupils are 4 by 4, and temps 35.8. Uh, no other injuries on exam. Management for this guy, other than tourniquet dressings, anything? Yeah. I might prep an IV. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely want to start an IV. Whoops. Yeah, so what size? Uh, 18 minimum. No. Nope. Yeah, 18 minimum. Yeah. yeah. So what size are you going to start? 16 if I can. How about a 14? I've only seen 16 on tracks, so... You've, they don't carry 14s where you work? No, Simcoe has 14. We do. We don't have 14s. We have 12, but those are for chest needles. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No 14s? No. Nope. That's bizarre. Because um, the difference in flow rate between a 14 and 16 is pretty significant. So, And if you can start at 16, you can start at 14. Uh, I think I told you this before. I've worked with medics who... I remember one medic in particular, he was, he was going to start at 16, and I said, no, put a 14 in. And uh, he said, I never put a 14 in. I said, you can get a 14 in, no problem. And he got a 14 in, and, and then, <coughs> you know, the barrier was broken. You know, he had no issue after that. Yeah, I mean, if you, can, if you can put a 16 in, you can definitely put a 14 in. Um, so, yeah, um, if, you're doing, if you're doing case-based discussions in the base hospital, with the base hospital and they ask you what size IV, tell them what size IV. Don't tell them the minimum. Tell them what size IV you're going to put in. Tell them you're going to put in a 14, unless you work for a service where they only have 16s. Um, I would tell them you're going to put in a 12. That's what I would say. If you can get a 14, you can probably get in a 12. We used to put in 10s. It's, it's only intimidating until you put it in. And then once you get, once you get one in, it's not so intimidating <laughs> anymore. And <laughs> I mean, uh, it depends partly too on the patient, right? If they've got spectacular veins, um, I mean, if you can, if they're visible on the arm, 
you can get a 14, no problem. If you can't see them, that's a bit of a different story. I would understand if you went with an 18. 